Welcome to Have Hope, Will Travel. I'm your host, Katie Axelson, and today we end a year. We end a decade. So as we reflect on what has been, we look forward to what is to come. Grab your bag. Let's go. From Ecclesiastes chapter 3. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. What does the worker gain from his toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on men. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the hearts of men. Yet they cannot fathom what God has done from beginning to end. This week, we don't just end another year. We end a decade. That's a lot of time to recount and recap. For me, this last decade has included my favorite years of undergrad. It included a year abroad, and it included my entire grad school experience. It's funny to think college was so long ago. I loved undergrad. Some of my favorite years of my life were spent in Sweet Baby G and Sweet I. I lived in what we called the Christmas apartment because you never knew what you were going to walk into when you opened the back door. I regularly got home and found a bunch of people at my house. Sometimes there wasn't even anyone home who lived there. Once a friend gave me a ride home from a ministry meeting while he was on the phone with his girlfriend. They were trying to figure out where they could watch the Olympics. She wasn't home, but she figured he could just join her wherever she was. And twice he asked if that was okay. And she asked somebody else, and that person didn't live there either, but they figured it was fine. After all, there were a bunch of people over. And so the driver repeated the apartment number and asked again if it was okay if he could come over. And I rolled because it was my apartment. And I said, yes, of course, you can come over, especially if there are already a bunch of people over. There was so much laughter, so much joy, and so much sass. Nothing compares to it. It felt like my world ended on graduation day because there was nothing left on my calendar. No job, no community. I refused to put graduation on my calendar as if I could stop it from coming. It's funny to have started the decade that way, because I'm ending it with a countdown to the end of grad school. I graduated this last June, and I wrote graduation on my calendar in big, huge letters. I felt like I was getting my life back. I wasn't a full-time grad student anymore with three part-time jobs. It helped that one of those part-time jobs was determined to get me a competitive full-time offer before anyone else did. And so this year, I went from squeezing eight days worth of work in one seven-day week down to only working 40 hours a week. 
I bought a house, closed my 20s, and launched a podcast. It's funny to see the decade challenge, those who've got pictures with their spouse back when they were in college, and now the pictures show multiple children. That's not my story. But I do have a lot more stamps in my passport. Almost all of my international travel has been this decade. Something like 20 countries. It's good to reflect on where we've come from, but only so that it can show us where we're going. This week, we enter a brand new year. We enter a brand new decade. It's a chance to take a step back and start fresh. Sure, our situation might not have changed, but there's a general attitude of new beginning. It's a chance to take a deep breath and to have a hard conversation. A chance to set a goal. A renewed motivation for an old goal. It's a chance to invite God to do something different. There are a number of different traditions that might help the way you want to start this decade. I'll share a few of mine. If something strikes you, grab it and run with it. You don't have to do it the way that I do it or the way that I explain it. Make it your own. Have fun. After all, it's your year. One thing I found especially powerful is to pray into the upcoming year and to ask the Lord for a single word or maybe a phrase, sometimes a scripture or a quote or a song, something that's going to be a guiding anchor for you for the year. For me, sometimes that word has been a promise, like healing. Sometimes that word has been a reminder of something that I need, peace. And then I write it on a rock and I place it on my nightstand. Every night and every morning, I see the word. Healing. Peace. Hope. Joy. It's a daily reminder. And at the end of the year, that rock goes in a vase holding all the other rocks from all the other years. That one word I use as a focal point for the next 365 days. It's actually part of a movement. You can find it hashtag one word three six five. Another tradition I like to do at the end of the year is to reflect on the year and write a letter to it as if it were a friend. Picture Jimmy Fallon's thank you notes. I highlight powerful moments and hard things. I talk about substantial ones in between. And then I look forward to the upcoming year. I call out things I'm excited for. I share things I'm hopeful for, and I offer a prayer to the Lord about what I think this next year could look like. It's fun to dream, and it's fun to look back year after year on the moments that stuck out, the hopes, the dreams, and the goals that I had, and to highlight the pivotal points in journey. Maybe trying to take on a whole decade or even a whole year all at the same time is a little overwhelming. What if you break it down into categories? What are some of your wins and what are some of your challenges in your finances? What are some of your victories and some of your opportunities in your spiritual life? How about your relationships, your family, your home life, your friends, your community, or maybe your church? How about your emotional health, your physical health? How are you caring for yourself? How are you not caring for yourself? Whatever categories you need, whatever victories and challenges you need to be able to reflect well, start there. 
Sometimes I like to fast the first few weeks of the year. Don't freak out on me. We're not talking about no food or water for weeks on end. I might do that for a couple of days. Or I might change my eating habits. Put those Christmas cookies in the freezer. Or I might Daniel fast, where I focus on eating fruits and vegetables. Maybe I need to cut back. Maybe I need to fast something other than food. Maybe I need to limit my social media time. Set the screen time app on my phone and limit the number of hours I'm scrolling endlessly. Maybe I need to fast or end a toxic relationship. Maybe I need to change a toxic response to a situation. Whatever's separating you from God, it needs to be eliminated or have different boundaries. And the first few weeks of a year are a great chance to start over. Because there's an aura of starting fresh. And it takes a few weeks to make a habit real. I don't know what this year has looked like for you. I don't know what this decade has looked like for you. I suspect it was kind of like mine. A mix of hard and a mix of beautiful. Yet here we stand, ready to start something new. So as you ponder and reflect, I've got some questions for you. What was one great moment of joy in 2019? How did you learn from a hard moment this year? What are you proud of this year? Who enriched your life in 2019? What do you need to say goodbye to in order to end this year, this decade, well? How do you want to start a new year? Who do you want to be by 2030? For me personally, I'm feeling shoulded on a lot in life right now. You should do that. You should do this. You should be better at that. You should be more efficient at this. You should understand this process. Your hip should be healed by now. You should find a small group. If my answers to some of those questions are following that same storyline, I know it's not from God. God doesn't speak in shameful shoulds. Instead, he offers an invitation. It's a welcoming challenge that's realistically achievable, sometimes only because of his power. So maybe you're feeling shoulded on right now. The thought of a new challenge or a new goal isn't what you can handle for 2020. As you've reflected, ask the Lord if there's a word or a scripture or a song or a quote that he wants you to lean into this upcoming year. If you're willing, I'd love for you to share it with me. Tag me. I'm at Katie Axelson on all the social media sites. Or send me an email, katie at katieaxelson.com. Since it's not fair to ask you to do something that I'm unwilling to do myself, here's my letter to 2019. Dear 2019, I'll be honest, you sucked. There were some points I thought you were going to suck the life right out of me. Some might even argue that you did, because entire portions of you are hazy as I fought through in survival mode. I spent months at a time wearing my crabby face. Praise hands for the friends who kept showing up, knowing that I was spitting fire anywhere and everywhere. Praise hands for the ones who let me rant, for the ones who fought to get me back to peace, even if it was just temporary. 
I remember one particular phone call where I had to apologize for being cranky as soon as he answered the phone. It was my disclaimer to start the conversation. And by the end of it, he asked if I was at peace. Yes, I said, but I don't know how long it'll stay. I could hear the compassion in his voice when he said, I'm not worried about that. It'll come back. And praise the Lord, it does. Peace always comes back. Maybe not instantly. Usually not instantly. Maybe not even the same day. Sometimes not even the same week. But it always comes back. It's easy to focus on the negatives of the year because they were so plentiful. But that's not how peace comes back. That's not how we travel with hope. Instead, we have to focus on the victories. The victory is that I graduated from seminary. Praise the Lord. Never have those words been so important to me as they were when I had my diploma in my hand. Never has my faith and my life faced such a trial as it did the three years in seminary. But we survived, though at times it was a barely. And I think it was worth it. Because this year I got to baptize two of my family members. One was baptized for the first time. Another reaffirmed his baptism in the Jordan River. Two of the most beautiful moments of my life, not just of 2019. Praise the Lord. I bought a house in 2019 and almost immediately replaced all of the carpet and renovated the kitchen while living in it. Praise the Lord for the misfortune of someone else's kitchen flood that destroyed a cabinet in their floorboards but left enough cabinets in good condition to outfit my smaller kitchen. Plus the hand-me-down granite installed in their home 20 years ago removed from their home and installed in my home six hours away by the same professional. The resale value of my new home has already gone up significantly. Praise the Lord. I took my first full-time job where I'm not my own boss, where I show up to work every day. I joined a cycling club. I don't enjoy a single minute of it, but I love the sense of accomplishment when I get off that bike. I finally got some answers on an injury I've been fighting for almost two years. Healing is coming. Most importantly, I've walked where Jesus walked. I've worshipped on the Sea of Galilee. That's where our theme picture from Have Hope Will Travel was taken. I've preached at the Pool of Siloam. I've prayed at the Western Wall. I've sat on the southern steps of the Temple in Jerusalem. I led a crowd of 40 grandmas and grandpas sing Jesus Loves Me at the site where they believe Jesus was beaten and mocked. I've seen the empty tomb. He is not here. He is risen indeed, just like he said. Thank you for the memories, 2019. But now, I'm ready for 2020. I'm ready for a fresh start, a new beginning. I'm ready to stand on this foundation that was built from trial and hard times. I'm ready to run without growing weary, to walk and not faint. 
to journey through the fire and not be burned, to come out and not even smell of smoke. Peace out, 2019. Your days are done. Love always. Katie. We get to journey together, my friend, and I'm so grateful for you. You are a blessing. And I know that the Lord wants to shower you with blessings this upcoming year. Might not look like what you expect or what you hope, but I hope that you see him and you encounter him as we continue to journey together. Thank you for being here. We'll see you next week.